Welcome to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that has been proven 99% effective against severe cases of boredom, but also 0% effective against COVID because, you know, science. I am your recommended weekly dose, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who should be taken with food. It's Mr. Duty Dutram. Hello, sir. (laughs) Hello, how are you? (laughs) I am very well and, you know, reasonably safe. Cough. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you said weekly dose. It's been yeah. We we had a great holiday period. If you we haven't did, listened yes. to the episode of Nerd this week, <laughs> oh man, I ate so much fucking ham. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Christmas ham, ham is delicious. It's a bit hammy. Oh man, I'm actually considering getting smoked ham on a regular basis in the house. How good is smoked ham? Uh, I didn't have smoked ham this year, so I can't tell. I don't know if I've had. Mind God. <laughs> What are you doing? Smoked ham at Christmas time is tradition. Damn it! Or, or if you're, you know, some rich ponce, you know, like Mister Ian getting lobsters all the time. La-dee-da. Yeah, it was it five kilos of lobster? Yeah, that was. <laughs> I mean, I'll take lobster over ham any day. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, but you know, when you know us poor people have to deal with smoked ham, and I will just say it's delicious. It's also very cheap because I smoked too many fucking hams for Christmas, and now all the bogans are buying them up at rock bottom prices. So get in while they last. Um, anyway, enough about smoked ham. This is not our smoked ham podcast. Please listen into Smoked Not Ham, um, which is our smoked ham podcast that comes out once a year. Um, this week, we are shaking not nerd. We are going to be talking about video games, video games, also our best games of 2020. And top mm. five, buddy. We're going to go through five, four, three, two, one. Let everybody know what our best games, our most favorite games are for the year. Any recommends that we might have is like, you know, just hangers on that didn't quite make the list. We'll also definitely mention those. Um, we're going to get into it straight away because, you know, it's a hot topic. Um, but before we do that, we do have a sponsor to mention. They are Culture Shock Collectibles. They are your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Dirty. Have you seen anything from them lately? Have you bought anything from them lately? Uh, they've got the new uh, Hasbro Black Series stuff for pre-order. So they have the new, uh, the repainted Boba Fett helmet from The Mandalorian. Uh, also, when he repaints his, uh, his armor in The Mandalorian, uh, it's been over a couple of weeks now. If I've spoiled it for you, that's your own fault. <laughs> um, uh, so you can get the replica helmet for that for about 200 bucks. They're normally 250 everywhere else, but I believe he has it for 200 bucks. But the big thing is the Darksaber that Hasbro's doing. It is the... Oh, uh, the, my the, God. Mm-hmm. So it's a replica lightsabers that, you know, Hasbro's been doing for a couple of years now. They're normally about, you know, 300, 400 bucks. And the top of the tier ones are 500 bucks. Uh, it is the Black Saber. It is a all metal die cast hilt. You can take the blade out of the hilt and just have the hilt on display. It lights up, it turns on, it makes a crackling bash noises and all that turns sort of stuff. Turns me like on. That. Michael at Culture Shock has it for the cheapest price compared to everyone else. So, of course, there are competitors going, oh, it's Jeez. 500 bucks, it's 500 bucks. Michael, my friend, has it for the cheap, cheap price of while I bring it up on my computer because I don't actually have it up in front of me. Uh, bah, 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 natural padding to natural padding. Have you heard No one noticed. Now, all new natural padding. $445. Um, so Bargain. that's the cheapest out of everyone because everyone else has it as $500. He's got it for $445. Um, so if you are a Mandalorian fan, if you are a Clone Wars fan, if you are a Rebels fan, Get the fucking Darksaber. Uh, I'm contemplating it myself, but I, I feel like I should hold that for like a Qui-Gon Saber or something like that. I don't know if the Darksaber speaks to me um, as, a, as a lightsaber enthusiast. But he also has 
Drumroll, the new Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom uh, toys Ooh. that are coming. Uh, that's the Netflix show that uh, that Netflix is doing, the Transformers Netflix series. And the yeah. third season is called Kingdom, and it's got Beast Wars figures, bitch. We got mm. purple Megatron dinosaur, Optimus Primal as the ape. We got Optimus, we got Megatron, we got fucking Dinobot, motherfucker. We got some real cool shit. So uh, if me, like you're a big Beast Wars fan, fucking get on them. Yeah, I'm a big Beast Wars fan as well. I think it's pretty fun, but I, I'm, I'm not sure about the old uh, War for Cybertron thing. It uh, it kind of lost me. <laughs> have you have you been watching it? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I I, I did watch it, and yeah, it's it's okay. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. The toys are actually really really good. I've gotten two oh, yeah. of them so far. Um, I have my eye on the Optimus Primal. I have my eye on the Purple Dinosaur Megatron, and I have my eye on fucking Dinobot. Um, so I'm I'm very keen for those. Yes, excellent. There you go. Oh man, they look pretty cool. There's so much cool stuff coming out from them at the moment. Like um, just as far as Transformers toys go, they're just everywhere. I love it. More Transformers, please. Oh, when I was a kid, all I wanted was the purple Megatron. That's all I ever wanted was the purple dinosaur Megatron. And I got season two Megatron when I was a kid, which is where he's uh, orange and purple. And I'm like, no, what are the old purple one? He looks like Barney the dinosaur. I'm pretty sure your parents must have just thought it was a euphemism for something. Mum, I want a purple dinosaur. Okay, oh, kid. No. <laughs> no, no, no. The kid's talking about the purple dinosaur again. <laughs> well, at least it's not uh, the pink elephant in the room. <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, there you go. Um, CultureShockCollectibles.com for all of your nerdy collectible needs. They have it all. Uh, there's all sorts of Spidermans and all sorts happening at the moment. Definitely check them out and uh, tell them we sent you and they might not like... The use uh, use uh, message play with each other play with yourselves in the special message field in your order and if you want 10% off check out my cyberpunk review on my duty channel There's a Ooh. Mm. fancy well there you go thank you for that duty and thank you culture shock collectibles Michael we love you buddy um, we'll have you back on at some stage soon when we can leave the home properly um, now let's talk about it let's talk about the games the hummers of 2020 um, man, there's been a lot of games this year, and uh, there's been some fairly good ones. We're going to go 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Just count down our top five this year. Bit of a different format from what we've done previously, um, but uh, probably a bit easier to run this one. Um, so, look, Duty, I'm going to get you to kick off with your number five. Tell me what it is. Tell me all about it. This list will come as no surprise to some of you, uh, but my number five is, of course, a game that started, that came out. It was one of the first games we actually reviewed and one of the first guests we had on for last year, for 2020, for Noob. Uh, it's Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is a uh, an RPG Dragon Ball game where you, of course, yet again, relive the, the story of Dragon Ball Z, um, which you know dragon ball fans have been doing for the past you know fucking 20 years when it comes to dragon ball games but uh this one is different because you play yet again as goku but it is a complete rpg that follows the story of goku so you'll uh, of course you'll fight raditz and all that sort of stuff as you'd expect but as it's an open world rpg goku can't fly so you have to call the flying nimbus to get around which has never been done in a game before you always just oh goku can fly which no he learns how to fly later um so you relive the entire story it is rpg to the point where 
when I played it originally, I couldn't get past uh, the end of season one's boss, which is Vegeta. So I essentially went, all right, cool. What do I need to do? He's beaten the shit out of me. I need to buff my defense. So I went and ate food that buffed my defense and hunted for food that buffed my defense, ate it, and then did the fight again. And I kicked the shit out of him. Um, so it's a really in-depth RPG. Um, I think what lets it down, though, is some of the uh, in-game sort of cutscenes are very uh, static and, and, and they're not really fluid. The characters sort of pivot on point when they talk and there's no real character movement it's just very stoic um as well as you can't it's, it's an rpg game but you can't change aspects of you can change his, his attacks you can you know put a super saiyan on you can put the kamehameha on so on and so forth but you can't change what clothes they're wearing to sort of buff your stats and stuff like that as well which i thought was a it's, it's a needed requirement for an rpg you should be able to change your clothes out um and uh other than that it was just little small things that sort of you know tugged on my senses being like you know when you first transform into a super saiyan in the game um you your energy constantly drains um but then later in the tv show they say look we're training and staying in our forms of super saiyan so it doesn't tax our bodies because a super saiyan is a very taxing form and they get to the point where it's like well it's no longer taxing for us we've learned how to manage the form without it you know taking the energy from our bodies and they made that a massive point in one of the dragon ball movies where a villain freezer he learns this new form he kicks the shit out of goku and goku goes yeah you've learned it and you've immediately come charging into battle with this new form and your body can't handle and sustain the form where we can hold our forms and then they kick the shit out of them um so it's just those like little small things for dragon ball fans but honestly it was a really good game and it's a right step for dragon ball games and i think maybe you know three maybe four years time from now when they continue with this sort of this gameplay and this method i think it's gonna be a great great game it's, it looks like it's been a lot of fun. I think it's probably one of those ones for the Dragon Ball fans specifically, but oh, yeah. seems to cross over for a little bit for RPG fans as well. Yeah, exactly. So it, I would say if you haven't really watched Dragon Ball, it, it might completely go over your head. And I think it'll definitely be one of those games that if you are a Dragon Ball fan, pick it up and play it. If you have no experience with Dragon Ball, watch like the first season, see what you think, and then maybe sort of, maybe not start with this game, maybe start with just a simple sort of Tekken Mortal Kombat style fighting game and then sort of work your way into it Um, because it can be really full on. It can be like playing The Witcher without knowing a a single thing about it. (laughs) To be fair, it looks like most other JRPGs anyway and it pretty much just goes straight over my head. So probably fine for me. Um, But like, I know know you've had problems with uh, some of the past Dragon Ball games um, that like you had that Dragon Ball Fighter game the previous year, right? Yeah, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which was like a, a Street Fighter style one. It was good. Yep. It was fun, um, but there's no real sustenance to it. Um, and once you've played it for you know a day or two, you've basically played the whole thing. Uh, and the story was a bit was a bit janky on that as well. But um, that 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 would be a good place to start because it's a it's just a, a an easy fighting game. I think like you know previously sure. when we used to record nerd at uh, at my place, whoever rocked up last would rock up and see all of us playing Dragon Ball on the Switch. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 good. It's a good party game where where Kakarot is a is a good in-depth RPG for Dragon Ball fans. Yeah, nice one. There we go. So that, that came out really early in the year too, didn't it? Yeah, January. Yeah. There we go. Um, so one year old and it's still going strong. There you go, uh, Dragon Ball. What was the uh, Kakarot? Yeah. Dragon Ball Kakarot. Yeah, number yeah, five. Sounds like you're having a cough. Kakarot. <laughs> Furball. Jesus. Uh, number five on my list uh, i'm gonna jump straight in with a double header um, because i really couldn't split these two apart in the end i i had a look at this list and thought it over and which one was going to come out and which one was going to be an honorable mention they kind of fit in the same 
little bit of a category. Um, they are two very slightly different games. Anyway, though, uh, a- Assassin's Creed Valhalla was the first one, um, mm-hmm. and Immortals Phoenix Rising was the second one. They are tied for my fifth spot on this list. Ooh. Um, spot. Yeah, I, I just I just couldn't split them. Like I've, I've I've only really just got into Immortals: Phoenix Rising at the end of the year, um, mm-hmm. so I picked it up as part of the Boxing Day sales. It was on cheap, and I thought, yeah, why not? It's another PS Five game. Let's get it going. Um, when one of my other games that shall remain nameless wasn't working for me. Um, but um, I picked it up and I just I have not been able to put it down since it is addictively good fun Um, for anyone who hasn't played it um, who has seen probably some videos about it Yes, it looks like Breath of the Wild. It is a Breath of the Wild clone in many, many aspects, but it does so much stuff better. It is a lot of fun to play. It doesn't maybe have that legacy of Zelda, but wow, it's a it's a good fun game to play. And it progressively gets to a point where it's just ridiculously hard. So this open world, you can go anywhere. You could go to the hardest particular level right away. And you just you just don't have the concept of how to pass some of the the challenges because you haven't been through those lead up sort of training ones to get there. It's just a lot of fun, and I I really enjoyed exploring the world. Um, really good uh, written story for it. Really good dialogue and narration that goes along with the game. Quite funny, and uh, it's just a, a really comfortable place to play in. Um, so it's a good game for kids. Good game for adults. I think if you enjoyed anything about Breath of the Wild, this is a really good game to pick up so uh, that's uh, on the number five alongside Assassin's Creed Valhalla which we've discussed at length previously mm. yeah I mean um, it's it's just so much fun like it's it's a great game to be a Viking in um, for all of the, uh, the the problems that Assassin's Creed games have and the glitches that you can sometimes get it is a, a very interesting world I will say that the end game for this felt um, like I, I pushed through and got to the platinum on this one it did get very grindy towards the end um so by the end i was running around with molnir in one hand and excalibur in the other hand and you know i was just just having a great old time no problems whatsoever but it just you just get really samey with some of the missions um yeah so that, that was my biggest problem was there wasn't enough variety I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the dlc that will come out with it um and add some new challenges or areas to go to which will be fun i will say i, I contemplated putting assassin's creed on the list um but it's the best assassin's creed game i've played since black flag it's, it's a really really fun game but as other releases on, on other games that are on my list i'm like they they just they did something for me that assassin's yeah. creed definitely is a is a great game don't get me wrong it's fun and it's it's one of those games that you know a, a, fr- a friend picked up a next-gen console and i said assassin's creed the fucking good one to go with because it is a good what it is a good base level to show the powerhouse that the xbox has or the playstation has to go like yeah 100%. that's just that's not even fucking touching the tip of what this console can do and look how good it looks and look how smooth the game is um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's interesting as well that you've got it tied with uh, Phoenix. Yeah, look, I, I just I found them to be at least uh, for the the entry, like they're just as addictive as each other. They you know, they kind of have that sort of RP. They've both got the RPG elements. They've both got you know challenging elements. They've got you know different sort of. They're very much you know very similar games in in some aspects, um, mm-hmm. but they just take different approaches to get there. And I think it's it's really good to play both of these games. I've had put in many many hours for both of them um and have had a great time along the way so you know 
one you're a Viking, one you're an ancient Greek, you know, demigod. So I think yeah, either way, you're having pretty much a lot of fun. Yeah. There we go. That's my number five. Number four for you, Mister Duty. Number four for me, it was a, a game uh, that they announced, uh, I think was supposed to come out in August, and then it got pushed to September, October-ish, um, and it didn't get pushed again, so it's not Cyberpunk. Um, but <laughs> it was it was one of these games that um, they, they announced it, they, and then when they announced it, they initially released a sort of a remaster of the, the second entry in the, in the title that we covered, that was Mafia 2. It's Mafia 1, um, and it's Mafia Definitive Edition, which is you know the first game that they remade with new updated graphics and updated mechanics and everything um it is a fantastic story-based game uh, and it is one of those games that once i finished the game i immediately went and watched the godfather it's one of those games that gets high <laughs> on a genre and then you follow that genre um i was supposed to watch goodfellas because i still haven't seen it yet and i have forgotten about it so um don't I forget about goodfellas <laughs> yeah i watched the irishman again though i will say um, oh, for so fuck's watched- sake. like of all the things you could rewatch, i mean i mean i i completely understand where you're coming from I had the same experience when I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I went back and watched the first three seasons of Vikings. Um, so Ooh. you know, yeah, you know, it gets you in the mood for something. You really yeah. want to, like, just really enjoy that that theme of what's going on. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a really fun title. Um, I will say the only real negatives I had with the game is there were some immersion breaking and also head scratching bugs at sometimes where uh, there was a there was a point where I'd sort of I had the cops on me I'd gotten into a car turned around a corner and as I turned around a corner a truck literally appears out of nowhere you can actually see it sort of pixelate into the screen on on my video review for it and it's like where the fuck did that come from it's it's literally maybe 10 20 meters in front of me and it just ports in out of nowhere and it just <laughs> smashes into me um, so there were those sort of moments where I've gone what the fuck um, it also has no real replayability to it. It is a it is a sandbox game, but it is a go do this mission. That mission is done. A, a period of time elapses, whether it's two weeks, three months, a year, whatever it might be, and then it's you, you're back in the world. Go do this mission. There's it's a linear no, sandbox. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is very much a linear sandbox, and there is a sandbox mode in the menu if you just want to fuck around and drive around and stuff like that. But it's not necessarily a world, say like. Grand Theft Auto, Cyberpunk, even Dragon Ball Z Kakarot to that regards where you can just go, you know what, I'll get to the main mission when I get to the main mission. Right now I need to go find fucking, you know, cabbages or fucking, you know, hunt down this serial killer in Night City or something like that. There's none of that in this game. It is just the core story. Yeah. But the core story is very, very, very good. Very, um, very never- good. Very good. And I'd never played the first Mafia game before, so I never didn't see the twists coming or anything like that. Um, so that was... That was you know quite interesting there is the a lot of people did talk about the notorious uh racing level uh where you basically drive a somewhat formula one boxy car and um (laughs) that level was interesting for me and i was sending i was literally sending cars flying and flipping over and stuff like that going you should be dead um but they weren't um but it's it's just a lot of fun it's it's that awesome sort of you know 1930s 1920s sort of style as well um the music is fantastic the cars handle like shit because you're driving a 1930s car so you know a 1930s fucking cab is going to handle like an ikea bed at a brothel it's going to start to fall apart at the seams it's not going to be able to turn it's going to be really creaky but you get inside a sports car and it's got that great oof to it and that rev to it and it handles a lot better um but when it's wet it fucking slides everywhere so it's 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 really cool what they've done um 
it's it's probably one of the one of the first two K games as well, besides the Bioshock series, where I've gone. This is pretty fucking good because I'm not a, mm. I'm not really a Borderlands guy. I'm not really an NBA guy or a, I or mean a that's, WWE that guy is entirely your loss. <laughs> I mean, I only as, have one as has been discussed at length on this podcast before. Oh yeah, I don't understand what a three point means. <laughs> nah, I know what a three pointer is. I've watched the Last Dance. Um, but yeah, uh, Mafia Definitive Edition is my number four. Excellent. Thank you very much for that one. Uh, my number four is uh, one of the games. It's, it's actually my only sports game on this list, which is surprising for me, considering I love sports games and I play a lot of them. Um, this one is, well, it's not even a sport. It's, well, it is a sport, but it's not. It's an extreme sport. It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remaster. That is not a sport game. I'm sorry. It- I'm like I I, I I get it as an arcadey fun game, but like, I, I, and this isn't to, to diss your pick or, or, or in any way. Shape it sounds or like a diss of my pick. It's, no, 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 no. It's no, not no. to diss your pick. He proceeds to diss the pick. <laughs> <laughs> this game won sports game of the year at the Game of Awards ceremony. Or whatever sure. you want to call it. the Game sure. of the Awards show. Sports game of the year went to Tony Hawk. Fuck mm. off. It's not a sport game. It's an arcade fucking, and it's a remaster. It's like oh, the best game of 2020 is. Is uh, is Resident Evil Two? And I'm like, well, it's it's not a new game. Like, well, Resident Evil added new things to it. But like, this is a fun game. Don't get me wrong. It's not a sports game, and it's not a new game. So it's like, it's like me last year going, or Michael last year for our game of the year going. His game of the year was Spider Man. It's like it didn't release last year. It released the year before. Well, this one released last year, so I'm counting it because it's complete edition. It's remastered. Totally counts. Um, And look, I I had so much fun with this one. It is one of those games that. I know we've talked a lot about remasters and how they, mm-hmm. you know, how they're the done. Remaster. <laughs> it absolutely was. And they, this is one of those remasters that they did well. They it, it really captured for me how I remembered playing those games back then. It's not mm-hmm. like you get sometimes when they reboot a game or redo something and they go, here's what the, the old game looked like and now we've just slightly changed the graphics to make it a bit... No, it, this completely brought back the entire experience of playing that game again from when I was that age. And it, it was it was phenomenal. It put me right back in that space. And it's just a happy, happy time to be in. Um, so if you played any of the either of the original two games um, or any Tony Hawks whatsoever, boy oh boy, you are in for a treat. It is exactly what you remember it is. And in, in you know, from that childhood you know part of you uh, oh my god yeah. it was so amazing it brings all that back with the music and uh yeah the fun skateboarding tricks and all sorts of stuff it's just really fucking cool uh now i i don't know if i recalled ask, asking this when it came to the review but is spider-man in the game uh no spider-man i think came in three no nah, he was in two was he in three two? Was wolverine and deadpool and darth maul that's right, it was too. Um, I did not unlock him if he wasn't there. So it's um, it's one of those ones, it, it is very much a, like a lot of sports titles, very much a pick up and put down kind of game. Um, yep. So you can play it for small portions. So I played right through, unlocked all of the areas, um, unlocked a few boards and stuff like that, and that was enough for me. I know there are people that have gone through and you know platinumed it and had a great time doing it. Um, I bl- this was coming out at a time where I was reviewing a lot of sports games, so I kind of moved mm-hmm. on to the next one. Uh, but it is one that I've gone back to quite regularly just to enjoy for an hour or so, chill out to some favourite tunes from back in the day and just enjoy a little bit of skateboarding for a little bit of time. It's just really cool. Uh, it's uh, it's also really fun. I played with Little Fuzz for a little bit. I was showing him all my moves. He wasn't sure how I was managing it all and I was like, dude, 
Daddy Did you call him a skills. horse? Uh, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, it's just it's just really fun. I think um, it is the, a complete nostalgia pick for me. But I, yeah, I'm unashamedly picking it as uh, as a as a near perfect remaster of the original two games. So yeah, there we go. Number four for me, the sporting not sporting Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two remaster. I uh, just it, I scratched my head when that was announced. I was watching the <laughs> I was watching the Game Awards. I'm like, I'm curious to see what gets what. And I'm sitting there going, Tony Hawk's sports game with you. I'm like, really. Really? Well, with FIFA and NBA and... <laughs> nah, fi- look, I, t- I tell you what, FIFA is was fine this year. Um, and the uh, I'll just quickly jump in and say the next-gen version of it as well, fine. Totally fine, not great. Like, not by any stretch perfect. And the problem is they never... They always do these incremental changes every year. And it got mm-hmm. much better this year from last year. I think this year's version was a much better version of it. But it's just not enough. They're not pushing it hard enough... Um, because they, they don't really need to. There's no real challenge, I don't think, from um, the Pro Evolution Soccer. It's just they keep churning out the same game every year because everyone keeps picking it up. So, you know what? When they do something great, like truly great, then they'll be up for that contender. And they, These guys sell probably more titles every single year than any other sports game ever. But, you know, it's, it's not the best sports game going around. Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> What's your uh, number three, buddy? Give us, uh, hit us with your best shot. Number three probably comes as yet again a surprise to no one. Um, it is Star Wars Squadrons. Um, so of course we covered Star Wars Squadrons, both of us, uh, exclusive, uh, extensively. And um, of course you played it on the VR with your PlayStation. I of course haven't experienced it in VR, but that goes to say that is my number three game of 2020. I didn't even play it in VR, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it is first-person dogfighting game for Star Wars. Uh, it is made by Motive Studios, who were doing the uh, Starfighter Assault mode for Battlefront. And essentially for them, it was DICE continuing with Battlefront. And they got asked, all right, well, do we keep going with Battlefront or should we start our own thing? And they started their own thing with Squadrons. And it's a five-on-five dogfighting game or it's a five-on-five uh, sh- capital ship assault game um, with a story mode thrown in there as well that helps you sort of learn the ships and learn some techniques and stuff like that as well. Um, it is incredibly fun. It is also incredibly cheap. When it originally released, it was $50, uh, and it was $50 on all platforms, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, and it is cross-play with Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. So Fuzzy has played on his PC, in v- on his PlayStation in VR, while I've played on Xbox, and we've communicated fine, no hiccups, no problems. Um, everyone who's played this game as well that I've been playing with, and yes, that means you, Davo, um, we've had no real issues with connections or lagging or dropouts or anything like that, really. Uh, and the randoms that we've played with, most of them are just, you know, genuine Star Wars nerds. There's no griefers or, you know, fucking dickwads or anything like that. And it is, you know, Star Wars fans playing a Star Wars game and they're calling out what they're doing. I'm going for a bombing run. I have mm-hmm. a tail on me. I, I need help. They're, they're role-playing a little bit with the game that sort of does help with immersion for a multiplayer-based game. Um, yeah. The game was made as a, as a create, drop, and run sort of thing. It's sort of like the games of old that would release on the PlayStation on the Nintendo 64. That's it. That's the game. There's no patches. There's no updates. That's it. Um, and the game was so popular, they added in a new multiplayer map uh they have added in two new ships in the tie defender and the b-wing for the rebels and the uh the imperials or the new new republic not the rebels um and they keep adding in sort of little fun things here and there so you can now use uh 
Luke's X-Wing from Dagobah that has sort of moss and stuff all over it. You can use that as a skin for your X-Wing. There's a lot of fun going on with it. I, I enjoy going back to it. Every now and then, Davo will you know hit me up. Hey, you feel like some squadrons? Fuck it. Let's play some squadrons. Um, <laughs> and I think that's what this is good for, similar to Tony Hawk. Like, you can get in, you can play a match, you can have a bit of fun, you can bugger off. Like, it's, it's good like that. Um, the only really negative sort of things I had is when you're playing against AI, because you can do five mates playing against the AI. Um, and if you're a rebel or New Republic or whatever, going up against TIE Fighters, you're like, cool, this should be like two shots and you're dead. TIE Fighters don't have shields, and in the game, they don't have shields. They've, they've made it as realistic as they can to the, the source material. Um, the AI can sort of... Sh- their, their rounds move and bend around them, where they don't really do that when you're playing against players. Uh, and the AI can take a couple of hits before they blow up, where they can shoot you once and you're immediately dead. Um, mm. So it, it's very scaled, where like if you're playing against people, it's an even playing field it plays like it should where if you're playing against ai it, it seems a bit broken um which yeah, fair enough. it's 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 frustrating it's very frustrating when you're shooting a tie fighter for a good five seconds and it's like oh it's down to you know 40 percent health i'm like no you have no fucking shields you are li- I'm literally <laughs> i'm scoring your fucking wings you, you are dead you're exploding uh and then they just you know do a quick loop-de-loop and they shoot you once and you're dead um so it's it's very frustrating with that but you know for it'll probably be about 30 bucks now if you're a star wars fan pick it up 100 percent yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a, a great experience, especially in VR, like playing through the campaign of VR, playing multiplayer in VR. So much fun. Like just it is the reason to, uh, you know, if you need a VR game to play, holy shit, it's amazing. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with it, but I think there was my biggest issue was the limited content. And I know that they specifically said, hey, we're not doing DLC or new maps. It's pretty much this is it. And apart mm. from those a couple of extra fighters that they've added in there, it just kind of feels a little bit empty. Um, so I would have liked them to have done more for the game. Um, yeah. Or at least, you know, like this is what they need to do for these things. Absolutely loved what they've put out there. They just need more of it. Yeah, it would have been good if there was, because there is, it's just dogfight mode or it's, you know, assaulting the capital ships. But if there was a mode where it's like, yeah, you have run. to destroy a superstar destroyer and it's fucking massive and you have to periodically take parts sort of like that rush mode from battlefield you have yeah. to take certain parts out before you can get to the end totally or, fine, yeah, yeah. trench run like i'd love to do the death star 2 trench run because you're flying through the fucking death star rather than absolutely you can be shot on the top so i'd love to see stuff like that look i i want like something like an assault on alderaan or something like that like just oh you know, yeah yeah just doing that 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 would be an amazing way to do it out there or like you could have big set pieces and they they chosen not to, which is really strange to me. Like you know, they they seem to have really good basis or good bones for this game to go further, but they they've limited it like significantly. So I don't know, man. There, there's there's options out there for them to make uh, a lot of improvements for future releases of games like that. I hope they choose to, and uh, it would be. Yeah, it'd be a lot more fun. But yeah, I look, it would have made my list as well. But I think the small size of it just really put put me off the game. Yeah, it, they've they've laid really good foundations. Should they want to do something else with it in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Mm, nice what about one. your number three? My number three is um, well, I mean, my top three, all, all three of these, any one one of these could have been number one. But this is my number three because I just had so much fun with it. The Last of Us Part Two. Holy shit, 
What a game. Um, anyone who enjoyed The Last of Us Part 1, uh, well, I know there was a lot of um, a lot of people really enjoyed it, and then they got really upset with the direction they took in Part 2. Um, I'm not going to spoil it on here because I, I think it's one of those unique experiences that if you're going to play it, you should really enjoy it and not have it spoiled. They take the, the game in directions that you do not expect at times that you don't like you can't comprehend it just it changes the game around completely and you are left looking at yourself in the game in a completely different light by the end it's so good it's so clever how they do it uh it's brilliantly acted the characters are amazing the story is incredible like i just everything about that game is just so well done um uh, look i i really hope they do a three at some stage and but how they're going to top that i have no fucking idea it's just it's so so good i can provide no comment because <laughs> i have not finished the first one because i found it a little boring and look um, and i totally I've, get that I, a lot i totally get that it. yeah i i know that like you know the the first game is it's it's slow and there are parts of this game which are slow as well and i think there's such terrific pace and such shocking moments within the game that everything in between can make the pacing seem um you know seem a little bit off because you're just left in shock about what just happened and you're kind of left to pick up the pieces afterwards but i think that's kind of natural like the natural progression of dramatic storytelling so i i loved it i think the the way that they portrayed this game and and how they brought out the characters was was just phenomenal there's nothing like it as far as storytelling within games i think they they did such a tremendous uh, job with with everything in there um they they made slight improvements over some of the like um like in-game mechanisms from the first game uh to streamline some of those experiences which were really cool and just yeah it just seemed to flow really well for me so look I, I can't get enough of it. It's going to be one of those games that I go back to. Like, you, you you play it through once, you leave it a little while, and then you go back and you play the new game plus in about a year's time. Once you've sort yeah. of gotten the story out of your head again. And uh, and just so you can experience, a, again, what goes on. And it's just, yeah, so, so well done. So, uh, yeah, The Last of Us Part 2 for me. Bring me more. Just hook it to my veins. That was what, yeah, as well. One of the one of the videos you made on the Shaken on Nerd uh, YouTube page of uh, the the weird arm glitch. People, <laughs> people were loving it. Oh yeah, look, there, there was look there. Are, I think when you create such detailed worlds, there's always going to be little glitchy moments in it. Um, and that was that was one where the arm texture seemed to get stuck in a certain direction. And no matter what I did, it gave me this weird Slenderman arm thing going on. It was bizarre. Um, but otherwise, apart from that, I think that was the one glitch I had through out the game um and it was just so bizarre that it stood out but everything else looks beautiful it's such a pretty looking game i'm very much looking forward to more in-depth storytelling and games on the next gen consoles i think there's there's so much good potential uh for for such good quality games to come through Oh yeah, definitely, and we have, we haven't even sort of really seen what the next gen consoles can really do. No, not not even scratch the surface. Like yeah, even just the little stuff that we've seen so far. Wow, like the the potential is going to be so awesome for such cool games. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so let's uh, let's move on from my one. Uh, your number two, please, sir. Uh, if you know what my number two is, you can probably guess what number, my number one is, and it's Doom Eternal. Uh, Look, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Doom Eternal came out and released uh, for me 
not only at a struggling time because we were going into lockdowns. Um, so that was essentially we're going, yep, cool. Everyone's working from home. You can't see your friends. It was when those lockdowns came along, it was like, you, no, like, yeah, you thought you were going to go see your mate on Saturday. Nope. Locking you down on like Friday. Um, and uh, it was also, it came out when essentially I got told or not what I got told, but it was, it came out with, yeah, Formula One's been cancelled. I'm like, cool, I'm fucking on my way there now. Uh, and it's been cancelled. So the whole thing got cancelled. I was sent home. I was in the shittest, most, like, filthiest mood. If someone like, <laughs> if someone spoke to me, I just would have ripped them to shreds. Uh, and it was one of those games that, like, yeah, you know, I want to praise the people at Bethesda because when I was in the filthiest mood, I got home, I was fucking seething. I'm sitting there going, oh, fucking Formula One's been fucking cancelled. I, <laughs> I had fantastic seats. It was the first time going with my old man. We were going to sit and watch the race. I've been with the F1 with him before, but this was a proper sit down and watch the race with him. Got cancelled. I was fucking pissed. And then it was like, hey, Alex, hope you hope Hill's doing well. Here's a, here's, here's a Doom Eternal to review. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking, all right, let's, let's play this. And the the game just spoke to me to the point of like, I know you're pissed off, so let's fucking rip some shit up. And it just, it's, it's that game that's like, when people get frustrated, they go to gym and they just get their frustration out of the gym. That is what Doom was. And it, it was, <laughs> it was, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking over the top intense. There's, there was no screen tears. There's no bugs, no glitches. Everything is smooth as fuck when I played this game. And it was the it was the inspiration, really, or one of the games that inspired me to start my own channel as well. Um, I it was I think it was one of the last videos I did for the Shaken Not Nerd account, and you can go back and watch the video, and you can see me fucking haul ass through fucking enemies. <laughs> but the game is also created to it, it's it introduces you to the mind of demons that you can just yep rip and tear and fuck them up and all that sort of stuff. But then the game gives you the Fuck, what are the... I've uh, forgotten the name of what they're called. The fucking... The new enemy types that I really... The Marauders. Um, and the Marauders, you can't just rip and tear. And, or I keep saying rip and tear. But you can't just, you know, shoot your way through them. Because if you try to shoot them, they immediately pull up a shield and they block it. Yeah. If you keep shooting the shield, they summon a demon dog. And then you got to deal with that. So you have to... It starts off just like absolutely fucking insane. And then it sort of goes, cool, now you know how to rip shit up. Let's throw a curveball at you that blocks all your attacks. And you have to only hit it when it's trying to swing at you. And it, yeah. it, it's a game that keeps you thinking and keeps you on your toes. And then the DLC came out for the Ancient Gods, and it is so intense. Like, I didn't blink because blinking, I'd take so much damage. My wrists were <laughs> aching from moving them around the controllers and getting used to everything. It's a, it's a beautifully done game. The only negative I really have for it is it, it is hard to sort of start with. It slowly teaches you the game and stuff like that, but then it just fucking throws you against the wall. Oh, yeah. And the DLC doesn't even teach you, like, re-teach you this stuff. The DLC just drops you in the mission, and fucking good luck to you. And it's it's made for that <laughs> 1% of Doom fans who can fuck shit up. But for those of you who are new to Doom, like, I'm new to Doom, don't get me wrong, but it, it took me a little time to go, like, fuck, this is pretty fucking hard. I'm struggling a little bit. I'm sweating a lot, and I'm playing it on the easiest difficulty mode. But... That's not to say the ga- it's a negative because the game is too hard. It is a negative because you need to adjust to it. And if you don't adjust to it, you're just going to die and you're not going to have fun with it. But Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, 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 a, it's a great game. The, the level structures is completely better than Doom 2016 because that was Mars inside or Mars outside. Here you get temples, you get snow, you get space, you get all this, these different environments and different enemies. It's a really, really fun game. I, I highly recommend it as a, as, a, as a game to pick up. Even for next-gen consoles, you load into a level within two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's an interesting game. This one, it was well, I think they said it best in the TV show Westworld, a relentless fucking experience, uh, because mm. from start to finish, it is explosions and monsters and hardcore metal guitar just thrashing in your eardrums. Like it, it is, it is loud and uh, and just full on. Like I, I had so much fun playing through that game. Um, it's very, very cool, but it, it was one of those games I had to take in small doses because otherwise I would get a fucking headache. It was so loud. <laughs> it is a it is a very loud game, but it, it's so good. I, I, I'm waiting for the soundtrack to come out in vinyl because I've got the first one. I just need the second one. It's, it's it's really good. It is. It was a really hard choice between choosing number one and like what's going to be my number one game, and what's going to be my runner up, and yeah, this is my runner up. It was a close call. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, look, it's um, it it is a very fun game, and yeah, if you're into Doom, I think this one hit it off with Doom heads, right? Like everyone who enjoyed Doom, uh, just the genre or that game in particular, had a lot mm-hmm. of fun with this one. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a welcoming series, like. Uh you know, if if you play the game and you can, you know, you might Twitch stream it, you might do whatever it is you want to do with the game. You might just play it and you might have some friends who are hardcore into Doom. I, if you flat up say to your mates, if you're doing anything live with it, I'm new to this. I'm playing it on the easiest difficulty. Most Doom fans go like, "Hey, well, welcome to the f- welcome to the craze that is Doom." You're playing <laughs> it on the easiest difficulty. Once you finish that and you've learned how to do things, play it again. Turn the difficulty up. Play it again. Turn the difficulty up. It's one of those games that has replayability because it just flings shit at you and you need to adjust to it and it's it's not like dark souls where it's like too bad it's it's like okay you failed why did you fail you didn't use this ability try going back and using that ability yeah yeah that's mm. i oh, look i i had so much i actually really want to play it again it was a really good game <laughs> oh yeah well there we go thank you for that one mate um yeah i was surprised that's not your number one like honestly surprised that wasn't there um, you already know my list. <laughs> Some people already know my list. <laughs> Some people might do. Um, yeah, but look, yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. And if you have, if you're even remotely interested in first person shooters um, or Doom in general, like yeah, definitely get this game. Um, oh yeah. My number two was again, like I said, any of my top three probably interchangeable. Um, but this one I had a lot of fun with was Neo Two. Uh, so anyone who likes super hard games will love the Neo franchise. It is, it's one of those games that just I keep coming back to. Man, I had so much fun playing the original that number two was just it had to be played. Um, yeah, yeah, like it, it throws you in at the start, and again, like Doom is a relentless fucking experience um, because it starts you off it's like okay here's the controls and sort of teaches you through okay that's it now here's all the fucking worst nightmares of your possible dreams coming alive to fucking murder you like it, it doesn't stop from like from the, the past that entry level till the end of the game and it just gets harder and harder and harder i i love it i think it's um Part of the fascination in those games is exactly how difficult it is. It's dying and knowing that you're you know, you're shit and you have to go back and get better. So there's no secret mm-hmm. way around things. There's no, oh, you know, if I do this, it'll fucking, you know, I, I can sort of grief the boss and, you know, win slightly. No, no, no. You just have to be better. And that's, you know, it makes you be better. I think that's one of those things I like about games is that, 
when they challenge you and they say, right, here is the thing that you can do. You have to beat this thing. In order to beat it, you just have to be better at what you're doing now. And sometimes you have to go back to the start of the level and practice again and and get better at that. But I think it's yeah, it's just so much fun. It's uh, that that part of uh, of gaming is something that keeps me coming back. It, that challenge of gaming is something that uh, makes me want to play things over and over again. And you look, I think the that Neo Two is always what they wanted for Neo when it uh, was released. They just weren't able to deliver it in full. Um, it's as good as Neo was, the original was. This was so much better. Um, it's very, very pretty. Um, the weapon types are amazing. The enemy types are amazing. It's like it's it's Dark Souls on steroids. Like I think Dark Souls is an, is a is an interesting game. I think Neo just ramps it up and makes it pretty and and challenging in ways that Dark Souls was was never there. So yeah. So it's more intense than Dark Souls. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you like Dark Souls, you're absolutely going to love Neo. I think uh, like people who love those types of games, you're going to love either of them. I think there's more um, of that sort of Japanese samurai culture, um, mythology oh, yeah. that's involved with Neo, whereas, um, whereas Dark Souls seems to be some sort of weird sort of chaotic underworld kind of vision this is very much a vision of dysto- like this medieval dystopian Japan where they it's just weird and creatures are coming out of everywhere and things are gross and evil and it's just so good I love it I really love it um, I do recall uh, seeing the the booth for that at PAX yeah well, obviously not last year but the year before and you're like I'm gonna be back in a minute there's Neo <laughs> 2 and I'm like yeah you're nuts it was one of those weird ones that I walked up to and just played for, like I played for 10-15 minutes because nobody else wanted to fucking play it which was really bizarre they were all off lining up for fucking Marvel Avengers uh, but like mm-hmm. this yeah like it, it was free and it was available and it's just so good it's so everything about it and it's one of those games You, I played it for 20 minutes and it's I sucked at it really hard because you have to like literally focus uh, the, uh, at your utmost to get anywhere past even like the entry levels it's yeah, you have to be in a very good place to do it. You can't go into the game frustrated because you're just going to get more frustrated. Uh, there are times where I literally had to put down the controllers, turn off the television, exit the room because I was so fucking mad at just just those razor-thin margins and you just, just miss one little thing and then you're fucking dead. You know, you, when these bosses come in and, like, two hit you and you're gone. It's just, they're so frustrating. They The game requires you to be almost near perfect to to get anywhere and i just i love that about it it's so much fun um so yes definitely get into it if you uh if you haven't tried it already neo 2 is great um i will say though on the ps5 um that the dark souls remaster um is uh, is pretty amazing too um so yeah definitely check out either of those if you're interested in those types of games Ooh, dark souls yes uh, well, look, some honourable mentions, of course, before we get to our number one. Um, if we had a multiplayer game of the year, there's there's no real fucking guess, is it? Because <laughs> I, every every DLC that comes out, I cover it and I play it, if not every two days, every day, and it's Rainbow Six Siege. Yep. Uh, of course, it came out fucking ages ago. Sure. Uh, it's It has now, of course, a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X a next-gen update to it, so it is even prettier on next-gen consoles, and it always looks pretty on PC because they just keep it up to date on PC as well. <laughs> um, 
the the reason why this would also be my multiplayer game of the year is the DLC year four pass year four year five um, pass that we got last year in 2020 um not only was it our last event that we went to before things went into lockdown thank you again ubisoft for having us but they introduced us and they give us some actually really useful operators um the first two that we got was essentially a person who can put a hologram hologram decoy out which on paper sounds kind of useless but she's really good for getting a lay of the room and if someone shoots it it's immediately dead and you go cool there's someone in that corner the defending operator was the kool-aid man he was a bit useless but they (laughs) gave us some really cool operators that changed the game up pretty well um like but they did also give us sam fisher which at first wasn't a huge fan of now i'm like all right i'm i'm figuring out some little techniques that others aren't picking up on and i'm enjoying them a little bit more but nice it's the game that just sort of it it keeps changing the game without changing the fundamentals of the game it's going you're playing basketball and you you, you, you know you're playing a, you know a normal fucking game of basketball and then they go you know what let's go from instead of playing in a fucking arena let's play on the streets and you're like all right cool you're still playing basketball you're just playing in a different arena it's like all right cool let's get <laughs> rid of fuzzy who's the coach and let's put in Le- lebron james it's like cool you're still playing basketball it's getting better it's like all right well now <laughs> And then every now and then it's like, you're playing outside, you're playing basketball with LeBron James, and then it starts raining. And that might be one of the DLC characters they put in. I'm like, okay, it's fucking harder now because it's raining. It's it's They're not changing the game. They're just adding ways to, well, change the gameplay and change the tactics used. And you need to think what operators you have or what your team is using, what operators may they be using, you don't know. And it's incredibly realistic. A shot to the head is dead. You're out. Doesn't matter. Fucking yeah, you love that. In the chest. <laughs> oh, that's what gets me with COD. I'm like, no, I shot the dude in the head three times with a high-powered rifle, and he's still running around and fucking teabagging. I'm like, no, in siege, a shot to the head is dead. Doesn't matter. If you got a pistol, if I got a pistol and you got a shotgun, and you fire around and my round gets you in the head. You're dead. Don't care. You're this dead, is real fool. life, buddy. This isn't fucking Activision. There's no running around with a knife and a submachine gun being fucking cool. Fucking stupid Call of Duty. But <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege is my my, uh, my multiplayer game of the year. I would say Indie would be Man Eater because Man Eater was... A f- we had a lot of fun with Man Eater. Uh, and that was... We, we both quite enjoyed Man Eater. I don't know if it's on your list anywhere. And um, and Moving Out, which is overcooked, but Moving Furniture. And it's it's... <laughs> Just as frustrating as moving furniture in real life. Um, but it's with the added benefit of you're not actually, you know, hurting your back or getting tired or anything. It's it's, it's a load of fun, that game. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, I had uh, only a couple of honourable mentions uh, for games this year, and they are both sports games. Um, NBA 2K21, the next-gen version. Um, the When they released the old gen version um they missed a trick it just was essentially the same game that they released from 2019 so that was very very disappointing um but in 2020 they uh, released the first version they brought out a 2k21 next gen version uh almost immediately and boy oh boy is that chalk and cheese like that was spectacular i think it was the game they wanted to deliver all along but they just weren't able to um just with the timing of the release and and everything that was going on but far out it was it was such a good quality game and you know there's still all the same problems with it as far as you know microtransactions and all the rest of it and all the grind but the core game itself and how it looks and plays on the next gen consoles is amazing um and using um playing on the ps5 using the um haptic feedback on the on the triggers as well so if you're going into like you know you're backing down a player and uh, in the post and you you just it, it, the triggers will 
become more tense depending on how tired your player is or how how good the defender is behind you. Um, so oh, this cool. uh, the tension in those. The, oh man, the PS5 controller, one of my favorite things of of last year. Such a, an amazing update. Um, it's a shame that Xbox didn't update their controller. If I'm honest. Yeah. No. Look, I I can I can feel that um, because yeah, especially just just playing this thing and like having this truly next gen technology included within the the controller and some of the games is just awesome. I I love it so much. So um, NBA 2K21, the next gen version, not the old gen version, which was just. 20. Um, now, uh, also, um, the new F1 game that came out this year had so much fun playing that. Um, just, I've had an enjoyable time playing it this year. I enjoy it every year. In the last three editions we've we've been playing and mm-hmm. just getting more and more time out of it. It's been so good doing that. Getting the steering wheel obviously helped with that as well. Um, I'm definitely going to be getting um, the uh, the next version of that just to just to enjoy. It's it's such a good way to spend some time. Um, yeah, you know, if you do a full Grand Prix, you're lost for a couple of hours playing games. So yeah, it's it's an enjoyable release this year. It's an enjoyable release every year, and I hope beyond all fucking hope um, that just because EA has picked them up this year um, that that won't uh, change or alter the content that we get um, in the next edition well it's it's they haven't acquired the license to Formula 1 they acquired Codemasters that's correct they acquired the developer who, who did the game so in that aspect, it's like, well, look, they might get more money from their from EA as a publisher, being like, you know what, we actually need to we need to push this like we push Madden and we push FIFA because Formula One is a world sport, it, unlike it is, it Madden, is. which is an American sport. And look, yeah, there there, there were issues with the uh, the Madden release last year, which was pretty obvious. Um, but look, uh, I just think there's they're, they're going to try and add some of the monetization stuff that is prevalent in all of their other sports titles. Um, so now they're branching out into racing titles as well, which, yes, they are different categories. Um, please don't at me. Um, they, I really think, I, I just don't want them to put their sticky little fingers all over it and try and add in some fucking ultimate team modes or DLC for certain tracks or, you know, it's, ugh, it could just be icky. Um and yeah, I, I, don't I really see. Really want a card mode? Yeah, I, I, I see. There's some very, there, there's things that EA does to their sports titles that I do not wish them to do to the F1 titles. So, hopefully, that won't happen. Yes. Wait. <laughs> uh, look. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the big ones, buddy. Let's talk about the number ones. Give me your number one. Hit it. Well, you've already said it. It's Formula One 2020. Um, <laughs> Damn it! I took the jam out of your donut. Ah, uh, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. It was, it was a tie up, and it was a, it was a toss up in the air of it's Doom Eternal or it's Formula One. But Doom Eternal, fantastic game. Absolutely loved it. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing negative about it. But Formula One, I went out and bought a steering wheel and a fucking collapsible cockpit that <laughs> I can sit on the floor and actually sit as a Formula One driver to experience Formula One even better. Um, it was one of those games that you know, I'd made my character, I'd made my own team, I'd you know cho- I'd chosen a, a team to drive for in the normal career mode. I'd put hours of hours into the game. We'd streamed the game on Facebook uh, on the Shaken Not Nerd Facebook page. Um, we'd spent a lot of time with this game, and it was like you know what? 
yes, I'm using a controller and I'm using the Elite controller and I'm using the flappy paddles at the back to change gear, but I think it's time for me to get a fucking steering wheel and to get a cockpit. And yeah. it has been fantastic. I'd shaved three seconds off my time at Melbourne. I was doing 126s or something like that in uh, in Melbourne and now I was doing 122s. Like I was just doing outstandingly better on a, on a, on a steering wheel. And that goes to say that I enjoyed this game so much I bought you know, over a thousand dollars worth of accessories to further enhance the experience of Formula One, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next with it. Uh, I want to see this game in next gen graphics and what and 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 does Codemasters go fuck it? Let's actually utilize the power of the PlayStation Five and the Series X. Let's let's fucking push this thing, or let's 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 not try, let's not push it and break it, but let's like see where we can go, like where are the boundaries yeah. with this thing, without you know leaving the the previous consoles in the dust. You don't want to have a cyberpunk, uh, you know, repeat. <laughs> of the old consoles can't do it, but the new consoles can. Um, and look, Cyberpunk was a was a, a a somewhat contender at some point for my list, um, but I think because that game is so new, I removed it from my contention, and a lot of people have had issues with it, like yourself. Um, and I think it felt like a bit of a cop out if I put it on my list. But Formula One was just one of those things. Like as soon as I got the cockpit and set it up, I'm like, all right, time to get used to the controller, time to get used to it. And I took it to my old man's place for for Christmas. I took it to my parents' place for Christmas. My old man was in the chair. And he did one lap. He's like, "This is stupid. I don't like it. I hate it. Get me out of the damn seat." And you know, we went had a had a scotch. Came back, and he's sitting in there. He's he's not moving his head from the from the giant TV. He's getting better and better. And it was one of those games that it, it's 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 like Doom. It's it's hard. Yeah. But once you once you get used to it, then there's the mini games with it. How fast can you go? What tires do you use? When do you box? Like you got to think of your strategies. Oh yeah. It's not just a racing game. Um, yeah. Oh, it's, it comes as no surprise. It's it's a lot of fun. And I will say, yeah, it's one of those things that's encouraged me to get better gear and 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 move into those um, and into a different style of of racing than not just sitting down and doing the arcade style. It's very much okay. Let's get into the sim style racing and very much engage in this game. And it's it requires your attention in a, in a way that very few uh, other games do for such a long period of time um and yep. you know you, you're trying to crank out lap times like you you're fucking amazing at this game and i'm still struggling but I'm, I'm getting i'm definitely improving my consistency definitely can't get the speeds that you can but it, it's, it just shows you like how fine the margins are like you were you know cracking out these amazing lap times I'm, i was you know 20 30 seconds behind you and you it's yeah, fine margins in this game make all of the difference, and it's just so much fun to um, to to actually get a, a chance to try out those things. So uh, it's 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 also one of those games that like when you're playing it with friends and like yeah we you know we we streamed it and we would do thirty laps maybe something like that yeah and it was one of those it was one of those it's it is one of these games where you have. You know, you, you'd be drinking with mates or something, being like, "Yeah, I played Formula One during lockdown, but we had this really great race where Duty was spinning out constantly because we were in the wet, and Duty shit in the wet, and <laughs> you were doing really well." Then the track started to dry out, and he put soft tires on, and he fucking caught up. But I kept him. At, like there was that race we did in, I think it was in in China, and it was just China. wet, yeah, miserable. Yeah, that was crazy. And then it dried out, and then we just fucking caught up. And it was, it's, 
it's one of those games that just gives you a great story to tell when you're playing alongside as well. 100%. Yeah. Look, it's, it was a, a very fun experience this year. I will say that this year's edition, the FIFA, uh, sorry, the F1 2020 was a little bit of a letdown for me because I think it was on par with uh, 2019. They only made sort of minor improvements. It's kind of that. that yeah, it was UI and, and yeah. sort of. Yeah, improvements like that. There was no real change to the speed of the cars. You didn't feel like you're going faster. Yeah. Where if you played 2018 to 2019, you you felt like you were fucking flying. There was a big um, difference from 2018 to 19. 19 to 20 was a smaller step up. So it's it's. I think they kind of just kept the same you know the the same format and did a bunch of like minor improvements. But I don't yeah. know if there was a over a overall a big enough change for me to make a like you know to make a strong announcement on it but yeah and definitely a, a solid game for this year to be fair for that as well i would believe codemasters would use the real life data of formula one racing and going okay cool well let's increase the speed by five percent because the cars have been altered and modified and this game yeah. came out i think before the first race because of covid and the the lockdowns had changed the race structure so i think the game came out around the the first race of the season so they didn't have that data to use so yeah yeah anyway what about your number one now i'm curious because it's not the last of us fair enough yes well uh look my number one is uh, is a game that i played the entirety of and just got lost in an amazing world um in just something that was just spectacular like unexpectedly awesome uh it is ghost of tsushima Oh, the real winner of 2020. <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's such an amazing game. I think um, there is so much to tell about this game that uh, the, everything from the story to the gameplay to the visuals, I think mm-hmm. they, they were three of the, the main things that just really, really worked for me. It It is a game that pushed to the, the absolute limits the uh, potential of the last-gen console. Um, it uh, and and looks spectacular. The the lighting effects that they had, um, the the wind going th- going through the grass, um, just some of the, the there was just some epic scenes as well. Like you you have these uh, standoff battles against various samurai around this uh, you know around this area of Japan, and they they are just set in these spectacular situations. There's these leaves falling down. There's you know water everywhere, and just there's one scene, a fight scene, where you take on this guy, and, and it's in this like the little pond, sort of ankle deep, and there's all these like floating lanterns going around you at night time. Wow, and that it, sounds cool. It's 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 epically beautiful, um, and they they had some amazing different modes. Like I played it through in the color mode, but I played it with um, uh, so the Japanese language and the subtitles underneath it, so it felt like you were watching this you know samurai movie during all the cutscenes, which was amazing. They had a, a Kurosawa mode, which is um, one of the auteurs of Japanese cinema. He basically so basically it goes in black and white, and there's these blurry effects to it, so it looks like an old samurai movie. Oh man, some of the blood effects when you like cutting cutting apart dudes were were f- just freaking incredible, um, and yeah, the outfit choices there's the RPG elements to it which were just amazing. Like just everything about this game was really really fun. Um, it's it's such a a pleasure to play games sometimes, and this was one of those games that just made you stand up and go, "Yep, yeah, that's that's awesome." It's a shame it was only on PlayStation because if it was on Xbox, oh, I would have played it. Hundred percent. Like this is a game I would, I would, I would 
I'm, I want people to play. I think it's it's a game that should be shared and played with by everybody because it had challenging elements to it, but it also made you feel like a badass samurai all of the time. So yeah, you you, um, you learnt how to be better at fighting, and so you could take on more complex enemies or more enemies at the same time. It just, it's just so, so cool. Like, and there's these standoff moments where you're getting guys charging at you and you're just like slicing at them with your sword. And it's just, it's just so much fun. Um, but like I said, one of the other elements that I haven't talked about really is the, is the story. And wow, it's, it's, it goes on some twists and turns and you have these choices or like your character makes choices throughout the game that just, uh, yeah, things that you can't really, possibly think for yourself but you realize you know these are the things that i have to do or this is that something that the character has to do to progress and it just it's so cool i would actually like to watch, sit back and watch um all of the cutscenes put together you could put together an actual awesome movie just based on those and it would be perfectly awesome to watch so yeah ghost of tsushima definitely definitely my uh, my top game for last year just such a good time if you have access to uh the playstation definitely get on it um i i would like to see more games like this in the future and it was made by was it made by naughty dog sucker punch sucker punch and they did um uh fucking the infamous series didn't they, they did um yeah so um i don't think sucker punch has really done anything negative they did sly raccoon and that was fucking awesome um, <laughs> yeah no like uh, i mean i i love infamous i've played a bit of infamous again uh, recently because it's just really fun um but yeah I, I, they they do really good full worlds and really good stories along with it so uh, i'm excited to see how this potentially you know expands into the next gen whether or not they go and do some more i know they've done some um uh, multiplayer stuff as well for ghost of tsushima now but i'd like to see some more stuff in the next gen for sucker punch i hope they do something awesome and new because i'll be playing it immediately they yep big tick from me there we go shit I, I i i didn't know if it was going to be in your list or not and i honestly i, I completely forgotten about it at one point. <laughs> oh look it's one of those games that like had been around for fucking ages i remember it was e3 like two years ago and they did like this big display and they had made a big hoo-ha about ghost of tsushima coming out and you know it, it sort of got left for a little while as far as the release is concerned and it got you know released mid this year i think it was um and it was like yeah you know here it's out and you know just go and play it and it kind of just crept up on people um but after all of that time and you know that that anticipation and waiting for it to come through wow they they released a full beautiful game in the time it needed to come out um and they just fucking knocked it out of the park um so yes that's that was uh, my number one game for this year what a game Lucky son of <laughs> oh, look, I, I look. There are a lot of games that would like you know we we've had been lucky to play together and you know been cross mm. console. I think as far as uh, some of the games in the last couple of years that have come through, Sony's had some amazing fucking exclusives, and we've been I've been lucky enough to be part of that that group uh, that's been able to play those. We're getting some good new exclusives now as well. Um, you know. Games that I haven't mentioned, like you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales came out this year. Fucking great game. One of the best Spider-Man uh, games that I've ever played as well. 
not on my list because I had other games to talk about. Um, yeah. But, uh, like, if you like the original Spider-Man, the same thing again, but at 60 frames per second, it looks fucking gorgeous. Um, so that was that was amazing. Um, they're just... They're, they're doing some amazing things as far as exclusive titles are concerned. I don't want them to be exclusive, though, because everybody fucking deserves to play them. I mean, I kind of, I, I kind of hope that there's a there's a point where there's you know PlayStation games can go onto Xbox and you can play Gears of War on a PlayStation and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely, oh, it, it should be pretty. You never know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not because that's how people get their content. Yeah. Like exclusivities. I know, but it's disappointing that it doesn't get shared by everyone because games like you know Ghost of Tsushima deserve to be shared. Like they are that good that everybody needs to play them. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a crack at one point. Oz from Incognito <laughs> Comics is like, just take my PlayStation, play Ghost of Tsushima. It's so good. We also didn't. I'm surprised you didn't mention um, uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII was really good. I really did enjoy it. It was. I think the one thing that that marks it down for me um, is the fact that it's only part of the original story, which it kind of disappointed me a little bit. I got to the end of the game. It's like, that's the end of the game, but there's so much more to go. And that kind of pissed me off a little bit. So, um, look, still a great fun game and a really interesting way to do a remaster. They really overhauled fucking everything about that game. I mean, they had to. Uh, but it, it, it's uh, it's a really epic take on uh, on Final Fantasy, which was a, a lot of fun as well. Um, but you know, obviously the uh, the big you know poison turd in the room uh, that we didn't discuss and was on neither of our lists was uh, Cyberpunk, which was surprising for me when I <laughs> when I knew it wasn't on your list. Wow, that's um, it's it's too new for me. Yeah, it, it feels like it's it's a bit of a cop out. Like I am on my fourth playthrough Holy shit. now. Um. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I have a lot of fun with it, and it's it's one of those games that's like I remember what certain actions are, or you know when the timing prompt comes up, like hit this button before the timer runs out, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to hit the button because I want to see what happens. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I I think as well. It's Assassin's Creed used to be my palate cleanser. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'd play something. I'd review it. Need a palate cleanser play assassin's creed and that's what cyberpunk is for me now um and i'm looking forward to what they do next with it with some dlc with some bug fixes all that sort of stuff like that but it felt too new of a game to be on my list um and it's 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 like you know why cyberpunk wasn't at the game of year awards like it's it's it was a release past a threshold yeah and i think that's i've done the same thing as well like it released at you know November what was it November December um, and I'm like nah okay you, you, you're too you're too new of a release to be mentioned in a game of the year thing because it feels like a cop out yeah no fair enough and look uh, I, I, I've I stopped playing it I, I waited for a couple of the patches and tried to get it working and I just couldn't get it working on the PS5 which is super disappointing because I, I remember the first play you know the first time I played it I was like yeah this is great this is all exciting and then it just fucking got worse and worse and snowballed so uh, I'm hoping like all hell that I, I'm just going to stop playing and wait until they release the next gen version if that ever fucking comes um, because I, I want to not have my opinion of it sullied any more than it already is yeah, yeah, that's 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 a fair that's a fair answer. Yeah. And look, I, I want to give it its best possible opportunity to succeed because I know there's a lot of people who have had fun with it. Um, I know that a lot of the PC players are like, yeah, it's fucking great, fucking console players, but whatever. Like, yeah, it's 
I, I want it to be working on my console because that's yeah, it should be able to work on that, and I should be able to see that next gen version at some point. And when it comes through, I'm sure it will be a lot of fun. Um, bugs and all games can be fun with bugs in them. Um, yeah, we talked about a couple. Assassin's Creed Valhalla got bugs all through it. Um, uh, Last of Us Part Two has bugs in it. Like there's there's games. With, uh, even um, Ghost of Tsushima had bugs in it. But they're still good games. They're still fucking playable. Whereas Cyberpunk, uh, maybe not so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe not for you. Motherfucker. <laughs> 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 uh, no, look, I'm. Uh, I think this has been a lot of fun, mate. It's it's always good to talk about games of the year. I'm very excited for some of the games that are coming out this year. There's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff that'll be coming out very soon. Um, we got Hitman Three in like two weeks. Yeah, I know that's very exciting. I'm I'm really excited to see next gen driving is my big one. Um, so oh. I'm excited for when it eventually comes out the new Gran Turismo. Um, look, yeah, very excited just to see what they do with like haptic triggers and feedback on the controllers um, and driving sims. That'll be really cool. So. Yeah, very excited for this year. There's uh, there should be a lot of fun uh, games coming through. Well, only time will tell. <laughs> Hopefully they get released in a full and complete version. Um, but that's been it for us this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we hope you had an excellent holiday break. We'll be back talking about more games all the way through 2021. We made it, thank God. Um, and yeah, it's going to be exciting, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Until then, this is Fuzzy Dan reminding you uh, that if you are out catching COVID, don't. <laughs> I mean, good, good <laughs> <laughs> and this is Judy reminding you to play with each other and play with yourself. And we're.